1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. LFC Day
2: Trippers, brought to you by bookmakers.com.
0: Hello, good evening and welcome to the LFC Daytrippers. This is No Transfer Knowledge, the transfer show from the LFC Day Trippers. I'm joined tonight, I'm Gab, obviously. I'm joined by Shawnee and I'm joined by Keith. And we're going to go through a couple of names linked with Liverpool. Um, and we're going to go through a couple of names around the Premier League that are being bandied about to different clubs as well. And over the next hour or so, we'll get, we'll get through it all. I promise we'll get through it all. Um, Keith. Transfer season is well and truly underway. There's just names everywhere, all over the camp.
1: Yeah, I hate it. Um I'm not gonna lie. Okay. I, well, it's not that I hate it, I just hate the way I'm not being one of these, you know, old man shouts at Cloud around, but I prefer transfers when a few years ago, you know, when you didn't see every show getting reported everywhere and, and meltdowns all over the place. It sort of changed. Social media has changed how we nearly look upon transfer season in the sense that I tend to dread it now. Do you know what I mean? Because I have my ideas of what I think Liverpool need and the type of players that Liverpool should sign, but I'm only an idiot that's given his opinion. Do you know what I mean? Other people come out with outrageous showy and ridiculous stuff. But I'm liking what we're linked with at the moment, I have to say. And it does have me with a little semi to think about getting some of these boys over the line. So yeah, I'm liking it. Um if Liverpool got their business done early, I can sign off Twitter for the rest of the show for the summer and be a happy, happy man.
0: Keith's happy with what we're being linked with, Shawnee. We'll get in we'll definitely get into those names in a bit. Um but is getting it done early important? Because th- there's a lot of names floating around, like not only for Liverpool, but everyone else, and that's just the season we're in. But th- these things can drag on for months, you know. Like, is it's getting it done nice and early, and just knowing what we have important here.
2: Absolutely, because it, it lends into everything. If you're getting done, if you're getting deals done early, it's a sign that things are being done correctly and um, there's a plan in place, the structure, and it's like if we can be accused of not doing enough transfer business, but I don't think you could ever accuse us of not getting a transfer business done when need be. Um, and in terms of, like, knowing what you have gone into pre-season, it's, it's very important. And then I think the longer you leave it as well, the more difficult it becomes to do deals. So, um, yeah, it's starting to really heat up now. Like, there's still games of football to be played, but it's kind of like... The FA Cup is like a sideshow to to all the stuff that's going around now in the news in terms of transfer. I'm I'm like Keith in a way where I I fucking hate it, but that is days where I love it. I love all the content around. I love when you're looking into these players that you don't get to watch all the time, and people do really in-depth analysis on them, and you can kind of you can get a feel of that. But like I don't really subscribe to the the Twitter thing because it's all too official. Like. It's the same people doing the same things every other day. Like, I, I only put up a tweet yesterday about it. Yeah, man, for Britian Romano is a multi-millionaire now. <laughs> Off the back of 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 this, he's he's made, he's found the niche in the market, and it's mental because like people see him as the fucking deity when he's yeah. literally just retweeting. You have to give it to him; like, it's it's an unbelievable gig he's at getting him himself.
1: Not, Hot notch uh, isn't he?
2: No, but it is, it really, like, he's fucking, he's the name now, like, people, now, I think he talks a lot of bollocks, to be honest with you, yeah. I think, personally, I think there's very few, you can count on one hand, and many of them are reputable, um, but it's a bit, this window is a bit different for Liverpool, because like, and I don't know what the story is, I don't know where, where, what what's happening, but it's very noisy around Liverpool, which is never normally the case, yeah, you'd know, but it's sort of done and wrapped up in days when the deals were gonna get on and talk about the like they've kind of, not that they've dragged on but just been noise about them for for the best part of a month now. So yeah, I kinda of, if you can de- detach yourself from the show and not get sucked into absolutely everything you read on social media, it's it's can actually be quite enjoyable.
1: Mm.
0: I've um it's funny you say it's quite noisy around Liverpool. Something you said to me the other day the actual quiet among certain journalists with regards to Liverpool is, is probably the most um, exactly. encouraging bit, yeah. because there's no one writing any of this off, and usually it's like, yeah. "No, nah, not happening," you know what I mean? And like you say, give us
2: 21 minutes.
0: Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, half ten. But um, but the thing is, like, I have, I would consider, I probably have two people that I would listen to regards to Liverpool transfers, both journalists, reputable, um, everything else. I have kinda of gone down what you said. I'm just attaching myself and everything else. You know, I'm really laughing at it and I probably checked two accounts on a daily basis to see if that's being said. If nothing's being said, it's it's none of my business really. Um but let's start with the one that you know, like Brian O'Hallan says he doesn't mind all the links. As long as we know exactly what we're doing and we get the signings done in June, so they're ready to be integrated on July the 4th for pre-season. He's happy. I'm absolutely with you, Brian. But let's start with the one that's been the noisiest, maybe. Um, being Not protracted, but it's been there for weeks now. And it's Alexis McAllister off Brighton. And this will probably be the marquee signing of the summer, if you're to believe what we're going to talk about in 10, 15, 20 minutes. Um we were doing a quiz last night and Alexis McAllister like just some of the stats come up and was like, That's actually really fucking good. But Keith, I'll start with you. Um Alexis McAllister looks like it's close to being done. There was talk of eighty million quid. It's it, the talk now is somewhere around fifty five plus that ons, it'll probably come in around seventy million euros. Um and probably will be the marquee signing of the summer for Liverpool. And some people will like that and some people won't. But um, like the more and more I l- I've, seen a pl- I've seen the player play obviously Keith but the more and more I look into him um, the more and more impressive he's getting every time I see it I know his mates I say that was fucking exceptional as well but you can't have everything but the more I look at him Keith the more I'm just impressed like, every time I kind of go down a little rabbit hole about him and I'm sure you are as well because once he comes from South America you're all in regardless if he only has one leg
1: yeah that's true yeah 100% um, now look I'm a big fan of McAllister I I think he'd be good for us, because I always look when Liverpool are linked with a player, or sign a player. You can look at what they do with their current team, and you cannot say that's exactly what he's going to do for Liverpool. So people look at Alexis McAllister and they're like, geez, he's not very quick. You know, he's not physical. He's not this. He's very good with the ball, but you know, and if we look at Cody Gakpo coming in, Cody Gakpo looks after the ball. If we can get a player into that midfield that looks after the ball as well and and takes you over. I think McAllister's to all that. I think he's going to be absolutely exceptional. And he shields from outside the box. Again, when they signed Gakpo, they, they flagged that as a as a, a, a trait of his that he want to get more into the team. McAllister does it as well. Excellent on set pieces. He won't get near them for us, but he's excellent at them. Um, I just think it's, it's a brilliant bit of business. And I'm in the camp that if he's our marquee signing, I'm happy. If the other signings are here, we're going to talk about for the prices we'll be talking about. And I think Liverpool will have to go back to being smart instead of just rushing out and buying the most expensive. I love (coughs) Cuisina. I've loved Cuisina for a long, long time. When the money is going up and up and up, yeah, the risk becomes higher. And it's similar with Joe Bellingham. I'm not saying I don't want Joe Bellingham. But if you pay a 100 and something million for Flair and he gets injured, you're fucked. And you're now seeing reports of Joe Bellingham needing possible knee surgery and things like that. If, if liverpool had gone out and spent that on him now if they go do a cove ball and say announce joe belling will be like a pig in shite as well i'll we'll be happy with that but i just think we need to be smart with our signings and we need to be trying to do the best business not being cheap because people will jump on and say hi oh, is yes, i being cheap you, are, you have no ambition why would you want to buy players for 30 million when you can buy a player for 70 or 80 million because liverpool and Klopp built their success on buying hungry players that were ready to take that step we have to get back to that in my opinion we have to get back to that darwin Nunes, whether you like him or you don't like him has had to shoulder the responsibility of his price tag even though it wasn't his price you know people are talking about 100 million the fella cost 60 million do you know what i mean so when you're signing these players the the scrutiny on them is just so high i think alexis McAllister can come into liverpool he's premier league proven but he's also you know he's won a world cup and he played a very key role in that team it wasn't like he was just a jobber in the squad that you know got his medal but didn't participate he was a key player in that team so he knows how to play with elite players he knows how to how to play in teams that have high expectations and i just think he could be very similar to a genuine Alden for us he plays as a 10 traditionally but he can drop in as an eight and he can do a six i think he could be an absolute key signing for us if we get if we get him for people asking what top this is this is a river plate 1985
0: jersey someone asked in the chat mm, someone did i was yeah. gonna ask you dan austin
1: asked yeah river um, play, Enzo Franceschi.
0: there you go um the thing with McAllister isn't i'll get onto sean you know <clears> like you knew you knew we played for brighton you knew he was quite good but the world cup thing really got my eyes to him cause he, I don't think he starts the first game of the World Cup against the Saudis, I think it was. He start, He plays every game from there, I think. And the walk right out of him um, with him and Rodrigo de Paul um, was just unreal. Like, he he kept the ball brilliantly, moved it around, chased, hurried, tackled, went forward where it was straight. Just, it, you know, like, um, I just... That's when I really piqued interest in him. I went, wow. And that's why I think... The Wijnaldum situation or just Wijnaldum comparison is interesting because he actually does keep the ball really well. He gets you up the pitch, but I think he's a bit more w- w- Wijnaldum cr- creative wise and maybe a bit more of a goal threat. Um, I think he'd be an excellent signing for Liverpool. I really would. Um, the price someone said there, why are we not using the pound sign for? I think fifty-five million pounds with add-ons, but they're, they're quoting seventy million euros as the price. Um, for whatever it's being reported. Well, I think most would say it's much less than that now. Well Same they're saying seventy million euros, which is about million sixty euros. million pounds. Um but they're saying but, even
1: mostly much less than that. Like, oh well put well, it that way put,
2: put it this way, if if, can, if it's fifty five million add ons and he ends up costing seventy million, it means you're winning trophies. Yeah. Exactly, so it does yeah, exactly, when, yeah. when, when you're winning trophies and players perform the transfer fees are completely non avoided. They're yeah. superficial. We've already said this. Like, it's already skewed because you look at the hundred million United spent on Anthony and hundred million Chelsea spent on Modric. Like, if you spend hundred million on a player four or five years ago, you were getting Mbappé. You are you were getting creme de la creme. Now you're you're spending this sort of money and you're getting players who might explode. The market's gone fucking mad. Enzo Fernandez as well. Had a really, has a really good World Cup. He's only at Benfica six months, I think, before he goes to Chelsea for 100 million. The thing is with McCall is that everyone talks about, everyone go bangs on about fears. How much is he worth to Brighton? And he's worth exactly that amount. So that's why we have to pay that. He's exactly what we need. Like Keith said, he's versatile at 10, eight six. He can do it all, in my opinion. He's the type of player away from home in Europe. Although we might not need him next year because we won't be playing the high caliber opposition, but if you're playing a Real Madrid away and you need someone who can walk his bollocks off and look after the ball, he's exactly the type of player you need. He's a technician. He, I've seen people liking him to Genie. Yeah, I think he's more, more to his game than Genie. He's a set piece taker. He'd probably come and he'd be taking free kicks. And I think and, it's and the pedals. I think it's the
0: walk rate right, and being able to hold on yeah. to the ball and move with the ball is the comparison yeah. there.
2: Everything like. You, We've seen him play Gavin Hamfield. He was brilliant that day. Mm. He's a really, really good player. And he's exactly what Liverpool need. So I don't think fears and anything like should come into it. Because that's leave that for opposition teams to do and and give out about.
0: I'll answer this because I want to throw it in there because you're going down the road. I was going to ask. Is there any negative to this? Because you will see people going, oh, "Oh, it's too much money. Does he do this? Does he do that? Like at the end of the day, Shawnee. If he was coming yeah. from, if he was coming from Barcelona as a World Cup winner with Argentina, playing in that position at that amount, people would be like, "Fuck me, that's a signing." Exactly. There's no negative to it, is there?
2: No, there's absolutely no negative. The only, the only, the, the what do we say now when we're looking at signing the play? Now we're going to talk about Kona and Durant where the situation's probably different. But for me, you look at McAllister; he starts for City next year if they buy him. Yeah. City the money for him, he probably plays 35 league games on what What's that tell you? He's good enough for the definitely. And they're the type of players we should be targeting. Now, people thought not being in the Champions League might cost us, but it, it looks like my profile profiling the right players. McAllister for me is the perfect type of sign, and, and I d I didn't I never really got we're going to talk about him. I never really got the link to Mount and McAllister because I think they're fairly similar. And I think we need different types. Like you said, Gav, you don't want the fucking fella that coming in that going, oh, he can do that if he has to. You want specialist type of players. McAllister can go both ways. We've seen him in the World Cup. He walked his bollocks off. They, it, they, him, Enzo Fernandez and Rodrigo de Paul were well, like three henchmen for Messi. Yeah. They literally fucking done all the legwork for him. And in the final, he's probably the best player on the pitch whose name's not Mbappe or Messi. He. He, he was fucking phenomenal. So he yeah. can show he can do it in big games. He was key to them as well throughout the, the knockouts. Like, this is an absolute no brainer. Like you were saying, God, people will talk. Like, people will screw up and always defeat. But let's have a fucking right. Every yeah. single one of them would take McAllister in that team. I mean it. He gets in 1 to 20, he gets into the Premier League sides. So and that's that's just how good he is. So for, for me, he's key. And I just want to remark on something you said earlier: the marquee signing. That's a lot of bollocks. It's a bollocks buzzword. No, what I mean by is, is it's going to be the,
0: the biggest profile. Players that... cost more.
2: Yeah,
0: no, I think I think you, I think if you profile, but... I think if you I think if you ended up with the three that you're talking about, McAllister will be the biggest profile of those three. So okay, I will take back. The marquee award, but I will say it's the biggest yeah, profile. I just, no, I,
1: I, I just think pe-
2: people get hung up on the word the If this is our marquee signing, that's a lot of bollocks. It's not, yeah. it's about making. We, what we need to do now is we need to get back to what we did really good when it all, when this fucking say this generation of Liverpool started, we were buying the right players, and it was like a synergy, they all walked together i watched the highlights of the final from four years ago i'm just a well-oiled well machine and and that's what we need to get back to doing and that's why i was a little bit kind and of going i'm a bit fucking i'm a bit weary now with the players are profiling because they're a bit samey. i don't know whether they all they complement each other and last year i was the same going well what's the story with darwin nunez is he like is he the type oh yeah we're mixing it up and he's going kind to of be running off the shot and be putting more balls in the box yeah all right so what's the story with Fabio Carvalho we don't kind of play with that type of player in a team and look as it stands now it looks like he's so close to requirements I think our recruitment was poxy last year to be honest with you including Darwin Nunes because and not not to say that he won't come good I just think if you look back in points so I think last year's window probably cost us when we didn't do enough, but then you look at the sign in the gap, and you're thinking, "Wait, that makes fucking perfect sense." So, it's all about signing players to complement the players that we have there already, whilst making your eleven better. And, and with the names are all linked in, I just does it like I I'm genuinely excited. Like I with a fucking pinch of hesitation because you just know how Liverpool operate. Is it is it both to Ram and Conate? Is it one or the other? It doesn't really, we don't really know yet, but it looks like they're in negotiations about, but I just, I like what I'm saying and I'm liking what I'm hearing them. and the type of players that we're profiling. I feel like we have our, our ducks in a row and the best thing about it is it seems like we're fucking linked with loads of players. So I'm just spinning plates and if one falls, I'm moving on to the next one. And that's key. That's what Liverpool need to get back hmm. to doing is literally recruiting well, and being quick to the draw and buying these players right before they explode. Okay, we might have missed the trick with McAllister. You probably could have gotten last year or right, fair enough. We I had this, we had this conversation about Bruno Boimardes, but if you fucking Yamaha had wheels, to be a bike. It, it's just one of them things. The, the fact is we're getting them now. Yeah. We're getting them now and he, he suits us perfectly for what we want to do. They'll <coughs> The whole great. Right? And again, people hate this, but the personality as well. It, it, it
0: seems like a
1: big thing. Huge. And he will he fits us like a go like a glove. Absolutely. Uh um, Lana about him, didn't he? About as um the type of player he is the yeah, person like, he is.
0: Yeah, it's it's
1: you get people thrown around going oh yeah.
2: Lalana clubs teachers pet like Lalana I I know I think Lalana could be a type of player who goes on to be a really good coach, a really yeah. good fucking a good reader of the
0: game, a good mind, a good football yeah, mind. But, yeah, but
2: but when, no when doubt, da- Lallana... I've, no da- I've no doubt in my mind Klopp is hitting him up to go. Come here, what's the story on him? Give us a read on him.
0: There's no doubt about yeah. it. But, but the thing know is, know. like people... But, well, look, whether you like the Lallana or not, right? It's not about, oh, Lallana didn't fulfil his potential at Liverpool. Why would you listen to him? The fact is, Adam Lallana or anybody else that, any former player that, any player that leaves Manchester United, Liverpool, Arsenal um, and goes somewhere else and then speaks up about, I think this player could really do well there. The reason they say that is because they know how big these clubs are. They know what the standards are at these clubs. And the standards are that high. And they stay that high for eternity. You know, there's no drop off. And that's why the likes of Lalana talking like that will give you confidence. Because Lalana's is probably, well, he's, he's not only talking about he's a really good player. It's the personality he can go in there, handle situation like there's been players years for years and years and years He thought that brilliant Andy they? and they torn up at Liverpool or United Arsenal wherever and it's just too big for them it's too big for them that's it and it, it doesn't happen you know the sort of way Um but Alex McAllister, I see him somewhere today on social media, he's getting his hair cut today, so that means he's obviously signed with Liverpool because he needs to get his pictures taken with Jersey. Me, um, Mother's Day is around
1: the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones. Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals.
0: Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Before we go on to others linked with Liverpool, I just want to throw a couple of names out there. That just that You can just fly through them quickly. But Declan Rice, um, no, sorry, I'll come back to him. Mason Mount um, linked with Liverpool, you know, on and off for the last couple of weeks. You know, there was talk that Liverpool were really looking at him. We all we had a discussion about it. A couple people were saying maybe forty million is probably a marker where you go. That's enough. Um apparently has agreed terms with Manchester United, which is nothing out of the ordinary players do this all the time. But Manchester United are apparently miles away from the valuation that Chelsea have, which apparently is 80 million, and United are sitting at something at 55. Now, if United are sitting at 55, I think that's madness anyway. Um but Keith, how much do you pay for them? If you're Manchester United, is it still 40, in your opinion? And is he a good signing for them, if he goes there?
1: I don't want it to sound like, oh, never fancied or anyway, type of thing, right? Because I like Mason Mount.
0: I think he'd be a great signing.
1: I like Mason Mount. I don't think he'd be a great signing for them. I think he'd be a great signing for us. And the reason being, maybe they're going to change how they play, but... Where is he going to play for them? Do you know what I mean? Like, is is he going in there to, let's say, take Ericsson's role? Okay. Um, I'd be... If I was a Manchester United fan and he was the big midfield sign, I'd be a bit like... What's going on here? I wanted him at Liverpool, and I'm not changing my opinion on that. I think he's an excellent presser. I think he's an excellent walker. And the thing that always sticks out to me, I remember hearing and watching since then, is that he takes instruction and he does it to the letter of the law. And them players are playing, Adam Lalana, we just spoke about him. Do you know what I mean? Like, those players are worth their weight in gold. So I don't want to make out like... Uh, I didn't want him anyway. I'd have loved him at Liverpool because I think he is excellent and I think he's the type of player that can play in a few positions and will go out and do his job. I think he'd be better for us. I could see him playing on the left side of a midfield three where Curtis Jones is playing. That's where I could see Mason Mount for Liverpool playing in that role. Now, at the moment, Manchester United play Casemiro and A.N. in the back. Usually it was Casemiro and Eriksen, wasn't it? And then Bruno Fernandez was sort of given a free role in front of them. He's not going to replace Bruno Fernandez, and he's not going to replace Casemiro, so we can only see him playing maybe the Erickson role. So are they going to change and go to a three? Because I don't think he can play. Obviously, I think I think you. I
0: think you play right hand side of a, in a four two three one. I I think I think they'd actually put him right side of a three, you know, three attackers. Um, that's, ra- uh, that's why playing before plays. Anthony Oh, every fucking well, they day. Of the week. Not- Anthony is his boy, you know? well, I understand I mean, that, I but, but, fits, but sometimes, but sometimes you have to look crazy. and go, Your boy just isn't fucking good enough.
2: No, but Gav, he would have been fucking, he would have been 10 on signing, and they paid 90 million for him. I understand. They are, that. Are, and they, they already heard, you, you. Heard this, you heard the story about Marcus Rojo, basically, fucking, Ole turned around and told him. Look, I know you're better than him, but I have to pay him. He cost us 75 million, mm-hmm. 80 million. That's the way it go. I think I think Mount is just a perfect substitute for Ericsson to go in there. I think he's a great signing for United. I, I'm not going to fucking dance around it. But the thing is the cost. Because the rumour is he wanted 250k a week off Chelsea. Yeah. He wanted a big bump, because he He's on buttons compared to a few others in the squad there. So... You shouldn't be paying any more than forty million for him for With but a fella who's not in red hot form, he's coming off yeah. a very indifferent season.
0: I think I think Chelsea I earlier. think Chelsea and dropped them because of what was going on as yeah, well. Yeah, I
2: know it's a kind of, it's fucking it's a bleeding bit of a basket case at the moment, Chelsea. So it's hard to kinda of judge any players coming any out there. But if you're if you're paying any more than forty five million for a mount, you're getting done because I think there's far better value in the market for less. Way less, and I'm not talking about just the transfer fee because he's going to be getting mega wages. But United have always done that, United have always overpaid on wages, and they're still paying for it.
0: Mm. They're,
2: they're fucking giving the hey a cut price money at United, and he's still getting 250 grand a week. It's talk today that they're going to have to pay 10 million to Harry Maguire so he can accept the move somewhere. So yeah. they've snooked themselves in that regard. But, but I'm with Keith. nobody knows how much United have spent this People saying that that smashed. Just people saying they've allowed the cash. If I'm united, you know, I'm not. I'm not fucking banking a big chunk of my wedge on Mason Mount. And for me, signing Mount and McAllister that makes no sense to me because I'm literally like two very similar players in mm. a way.
0: I'm amazed. I'm amazed Arsenal having that
2: If
0: the, if the Arsenal, price was right, Arsenal
2: don't need him. Arsenal.
0: Yeah, but Arson I think I think Arsenal do need another the midfielder.
2: Best in the Mason milk you can get.
0: Yeah, I I just yeah, think
2: but they, they, they'd be better off signing someone like they'd be better off someone signing someone like Kaiseido or or Rhys. Yeah, maybe they so they go, if they wanna go if you wanna go yeah, it's if you wanna
0: if they wanna go uh, that I, big, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. But
2: and you've reached Nelson. you've uh you've uh, you Smith Rowe, who's not, who hasn't been getting games, who's a very good player, who can do that as well. I do so. I to be honest with you, I'm surprised City aren't looking at Milk because I think you'd be a fucking pray the alternative to Gundogan, they go now out and boxing clever and getting Kovacic. So mm. I think United you know you might be hitting Kovacic. That would be a little bit... But Emmett says... Might be, be letting that run for a while. Yeah. Emmett says, Rumour is United have 250
0: million-plus player, sale, player sales to spend. I don't
2: know. What? Oh, I don't know either, because... They in January, so yeah,
0: They hadn't got a washer in January, and this takeover hasn't happened. Um, now, unless it's one of those, like we said it before... Liverpool won't fucking tell you they have investment until the, the window closes and then they'll say, oh, by the way, we got that investment. You know, it could be doing exactly the same thing. But then again, they are on the stock exchange. So if they are doing anything, they'd probably have to announce it. But look, um Declan Rice is a bit of a mad one because Declan Rice was apparently talking to Bayern Munich but had given Arsenal his word. Um, United are apparently in there as well for him. So that's all up in the air. But the one, last one I want to touch on before we go on to Liverpool, um, back on to Liverpool, is, um, and Shawnee, I'll start with you this time. Saliba at Arsenal. We were, both, we we're all talking about this, so I'll let Keith have a, a, a go with this as well. But Shawnee, Saliba at Arsenal has a year left on his deal. Um, best centre half in the league last year. Um, I think his his injury really hampered Arsenal, and yeah. I think, you know, if they'd have lost another player, like an older guy, I think it would have really hampered them, but it showed what they were walking with last season. Um, they've given Saka a deal that's worth up to two hundred eighty grand a week, but it looks like, I think it's whatever it's at, plus bonuses and stuff like that. Saliba, apparently they're miles away in the valuation of his contract. Um, what do you make of this one? Have Arsenal kind of the snooker themselves here?
2: Big time. Yeah. Big time. I think um <coughs> Essel coming off the back of the season that they had needed to be very, very clever in terms of how he went forward because it's a young squad and we've we seen it with Liverpool. There was a bit of uproar about how long it took to get Mao's contract but you need to think about in hindsight how well we've done to sign everyone up before giving him the biggest contract. So I think and that won't sit well with a lot of people because people fucking up in arms about FSG when we're announcing contracts. But it's it's nearly as a, it's as important, if not more important, than the, the business you do in a window. Um, so I think they've absolutely fucking they've absolutely snookered themselves now given Saka that sort of money because don't get me wrong, Saka is a fucking brilliant player. But for hundred and fifty grand a week, I could find you a lot of players who'll do his numbers next year in the Premier League. I guarantee you that. That's a fact. But you won't find many centre halves that will have the impact on the side the way Saliva does. He was player of the year in France that last year before for my sake. He was player. he was the best player in the league. In a, in a league that had Neymar and fucking Mbappe, he was literally voted player of the season. He was head and shoulders, the best centre half in the league last year. He's the closest thing to Ferdinand I've seen in a long time. Very Van dijk like, I think. I think he's absolutely brilliant. And I was so, I had a lot of praise at our to where how he handled actually getting him back into the squad. Because it actually looked like he was going to be an outcast. Marseille were doing everything they could to keep him. In the summer, they bring him back. So, I think they've absolutely fucked themselves here with this because they'll have to pay him. He would have been the first player who would have been given the contract. Because yeah. wherever about Saka, I'm not just saying, he's a brilliant player, but there's loads of them. Now, not as good, but there's, there's loads of... If you, it's so much easier to put attacking players in a system that works than it is to find a friend like likes to leave it. Because yeah. they're fucking like, they're rare as rock and hard should. There's not many of them around. He is literally the best young centre-back in the world at the moment. Well, put in the head of, all of them coming, all of them coming through. At, he should be the fucking rock that you're building your house on.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Honestly, and I think that I think they've dropped a ball up big time because he has all the power now. His deal is up next summer, and I guarantee you, as a free agent, you'd be quicker naming the clubs that have no interest in signing him because he'd be Madrid-bound, Barca-bound. Man City down, I'm sure if we fucking bounce back and have another great year, we'd be looking at So I think I really do feel that um, Arsenal have left themselves in a fucking rotten position now with this one because it's going to cost a lot more than it would have if he had prioritised his deal in the first place because I'd imagine you would have gotten him on another two or three years for probably 180, 200 grand a week. Now he's oh. going to be looking at second down. I want parity. They're going to have the same issue at Outerguards. And they'll be showing up Martinelli. There's going to be other players there who are going to kick up, like, Gabriel. Like, uh, fucking, the tide rises all boats. Arsenal Champions League again. Like, for how long, we don't know. But, honestly, I, I do feel that they dropped a bollock big time. People saying he's not that good. You obviously haven't watched him. He's it's brilliant. It's fucking unreal. He's, he's unbelievable. Does, does, mix, does mix
0: stuff... There's mixed stuff in the chat here, right? Brian O'Halloran says, I think Saka may have snookered himself. Unless he goes up another level, the likes of a city of Madrid are not going to give him a 400 grand a week plus too much too soon. Our own feels that if Arsenal sells Saka, they'd have to spend the same amount and give similar wages to replace him. Anyway, he feels he's worth it. Passio says Arsenal fucked off Saliba for most of the time he's been there. It's only this year he's got game time, so there might be some resentment there. I'd snap Saliba up in a second. Pasio, I'd... I don't think that's entirely true. I think what happened with Saliba, I think he lost his mother or his father. There was a couple of. Yeah, um, he lost both. I, them. I think he might have lost both. Right, both. And I think what happened was he couldn't settle in London, and the Arsenal actually looked after him and sent him back. He might have done two years in 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 yeah. France actually yeah. to get his whole head around what was going on, and then come back to Arsenal. I don't think Arsenal fucked him off. I think they, I think they actually done really well looking after him by allowing him to go back and play in France, um, in order to you know sort of any issues he had losing both parents is that's major major issues at his age he is a phenomenal centre-back um he has everything he's big strong good footballer range of passing he has the lot keith um have they done this the wrong way had, should they have should he have done saliba and went listen you know he's the marker and maybe Odegaard, and then everyone else falls into line because when you look around, I don't know what <clears throat> Saka had left on his contract, but Saliba's sitting there now with um, one year left. Maybe there's something Saka's where they, they wanted to get it done because he's done Martinelli similarly as well. Um, where do you stand on this?
1: I agree, yeah, with everything Shawnee said there. Um, Shawnee said it to us, so maybe, well, it could have been on a shower, it could have been on WhatsApp. You know, Liverpool done it the right way around when they sort of toyed everyone up and then left Salah till the end and that became then the the top one and all the big boys are already tied in and you're just your new signings then come sort of in a a certain level Arsenal look like and look this will only time will only tell with this you know you give Saka that big deal and Arsenal seen it with Aubameyang that was on more money maybe Ozil as well when you give that big wedge out they have to be performing now I, I think Saka will perform I think his personality and his what you see as his personality it looks like he has a good head on his shoulders that he's a walker but Shawnee said it there you can you can get numbers out there you know like I don't know if he's that good that I would sort of born everything just to get him tied down on that that much of a deal but they've done it now and they've sort of made their bed with that and it'll be interesting. Arsenal for life thinks that uh, that Saliba's going nowhere, that he'll be tied up. Time will tell because if I'm him, well, I, I think Saliba's one of the best young centre-backs in the world, he's going to want to be paid. Not like one of the best young centre-backs in the world, like one of the best players in Arsenal. And Arsenal have now set a fucking precedent where, well, Sac is the golden boy, the star boy as they call him, Well, he's on that. I want that. If I'm not getting that, I want a little bit less than that, but I'm not taking this. And I think they've sort of opened themselves up now to being hamstrung with what they can do there unless they know that Saliba is willing to take a lesser deal, you know, unless he is willing to settle in at around, I don't know, 150 a week, which is still big. I'm not
0: walking around with Saliba on half the money Saka's on. Sorry.
1: But that's what they've... They've made that bed. Do you know what I mean? But Saliba, hmm. someone who said there, Saliba's on what? 20 uh, 40 grand a week or something? Did yeah. Emmett say that a minute ago? Yeah. 40 Older grand. Odegaard's on 115. For, I suppose you're looking at Odegaard's coming from Real Madrid. He was a, a busted flush nearly. You know, when he came in there, he'd sort of bounced around, had, had been talked as a wonder kid. Didn't walk out from bouncing around. He's found his feet there and he sort of. Huh? He's, he's finding his form there, but like Saliba is gonna want top top money. He's not gonna he's not gonna undersell himself. I don't care if he loves London now and he's happy there. He's he's not gonna go in for less than, Leiden, you know, two two hundred plus. And Arsenal were always a club that didn't. What's Martinelli on does Anyone know?
0: Martinelli, I think went. I think he went over hundred grand a week.
1: Because the thing there, he was, was on, he, he was, 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 on was on next to but well, they might have tied him down. If everyone else starts getting wedged in at over 300k a week, he'll be like, Well, if he's performing next season, he's going to be saying, Look, I want the new contract because Manchester City are bleeding hounding me. Pep Guardiola is standing outside my gaff singing songs on me to go and sign for Man City. <laughs> so you either weigh me in on this, either <coughs> leading, saw so me sorry, or I'm gone. They're only at the getting rid of o's and the
2: and yeah. they were fucking born in holes in the, in, in the, Arsenal pay a lot of wages. Look, look people in the chat saying, oh, I'm not saying Saka is not a brilliant player. What I'm yeah. saying is, it's no, far easy at the point, it's, it's far easier at the point attacking players to affect games in that way, to find someone you can build a whole fucking defence around, around. That's, that's, that's how I rate you, the 180 180,000. Thing is, gonna, say, name. say, that's big money for Maranello, even. Like, yeah. uh, wait, look, we we give him all that money, and it's his last big contract, and that'll be the, he he'll be gone at the end of that, unless he decides to stay. But it'll be on less money, no matter what you do. But I just I I think I think you may have went a little bit fucking high on the with the second one because the thing is as well he's from Hayland and you need to lend into that as well a little bit. Yeah, you need to be saying to him look we fucking brought you to the academy like trent trent's next day is going to be big but it, it won't be sack of money and, and <coughs> so that's not because he doesn't deserve it it's just because he know he'll know himself like gerard was was never on gerard could have earned way more money paying for everyone else rather than liverpool mm-hmm. and i think Arsenal should have lent into that a little bit if we think they, they will find a compromise with Salida and he will sign a deal. I do I I do, I do think he will because they can't afford not to get him yeah. tight down because he, he's that good. But it's like with Royce and possibly the likes of and Royce coming in, they're not going to be playing on buttons either. And as well, their agents are going to be going, hmm, well, what's the story here? Like they're not going to come in on, on buttons. So it, I think... Arsenal may have
1: gone a little bit earlier, I
0: feel, with that one. It's just, it was just an interesting one, um, the way it was done. Uh, but anyway, let's move on. Let's go back to Liverpool. We've got 20 minutes left. Um, let's start with Kefran Toram. Now, um, he's being linked. Manu Kone is being linked. All right. Now, if Liverpool were to do these three midfielders, I'm not going to pretend I've seen loads of these players. Right. I've literally gone and watched a bit of you. I don't watch um nieces and Bruce much and glad Like I'm not watching them, right? Let's be honest. But I've gone and watched a bit of them, like and they they both look great, right? Sign them up. Um but you know, I've had I've had I've I've seen a few people go and look, really, really good talents. But and I'm kinda of thinking to myself, like, when they go in, are they gonna affect us enough to improve us enough? off the back of last season but that's the show um, that the manager will have to make but Kefran Toram Keith let me talk to him about Kefran Uh French 22 years of age I think he is and um, we were talking about him before he came on um, 25 goals in League 1 last sorry oh, 25, 25 games, games in League 1 last season Jesus if he's scoring 25 midfield like <laughs> I want him uh, 2 goals 4 assists Um, you know uh, three yellow cards stuff like that they're, you know they're they're good they're good stats they're okay stats but um just a lot a lot of potential and I, like anyone when i've watched these kind of breakdowns of him on youtube and stuff like that he does look impressive anyone and I'm kind of watching and talking about him seem to just think he's he's ready just explode um yeah, coming out of coming out of nice where are you on this one because it's not it's not one you would have expected going into the summer, I think it's fair to say.
1: It's it's one that was linked. I mean, we spoke about the two of these players a while ago. We did. About the links that were there with them. Mm-hmm. and they're, they're long-standing links. Um, Kone, especially, longer, more so than than Toram. But Toram is, uh, you know, the profile of player he is, it, it's the ones that make you horny again. It's the player that's on the cusp of, smashing uh onto that world stage and now we know france right the talent pool there in france is absolutely off the charts and this fella looks like he's ready to go in there and, and try and stamp stamp his authority on it you're looking at like a lad that's about six foot four like big big unit but gets around and runs around the pitch um he plays a defensive midfield but he can play on the left side of a tree as well i remember listening to a show a while ago and they were saying that you know he's not just a big you know, he's not just a, can play a six and that's it. He can play, you know, if you had someone else doing that, he can play to the left of them. He can do a job for you, sort of, in a couple of areas there. But he's got energy and he's 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 got something that we haven't had in the team. You know, we, have, we haven't we have had physicality and we haven't had energy in a long time. And Kefren Thornham brings both of that and he brings height. And if you look at Liverpool now, especially at the back end of last season, it was noticeable... That Gakbo at four, was making a huge difference to Liverpool. Not just on the attacking sense, but I seen a stat there the other day. Liverpool didn't concede a goal from a set-piece or a corner or something like that this season in the Premier League or something like that. And, you know, big lads make a difference on the attacking end and on the defensive end. So, to me, he's a player tllfc saying he's an eight that can play six i see him as a six who can play eight personally but look i'm not an expert i've seen bits of him, but nothing major i've seen more of kone than i have Toram, if i'm being totally honest um i don't watch a lot of nice but um yeah he's one that excites me and you're looking at i don't know what's the real price on this one it's about 50 40 50. no i think
0: i think he might I i think one of them is rumored at around
1: the talk is Kane
2: is 45 to 30 million and I yeah. think tour around they are saying 45 to 50 million
0: yeah I think I've seen I think I think I've seen 40 million pounds and 42 million pounds for the for and I think Thoram is the more expensive
1: but this this is the this is the ideal sort of bracket that we need to be in because they're not obviously inflation and all that you know what I mean but nowadays a 40 50 million pound player it's not even like a Nabi Kate and it's not look not looking to dig out Nabi Kate, you know, what I'm saying like when we saw Nabi at fifty-three million, it was like a Jesus, big, big deal that. Now players like only We spoke about about Enzo Fernandez, about Mudrick, about Anthony, you know, all these fucking players, even i see like Calvin Phillips went for about fifty million and played his first game of the season yeah. in the last game or something, you know what I mean? So the the price of players, it's hard to sort of to judge but i always think that uh liverpool sweet spot was 35 40 million and i suppose you can put that up now to the 50 million mark if you're getting players in around that our track record is quite good and i think this is the type of player that we need do we need kevin toran for example and Manuel kone to come into liverpool and start straight away and be brilliant no if we get Alexis McAllister do you know what I mean you can bring these lads in and you're still gonna have Fabinho and what people might not like you are still gonna have Henderson and you're still gonna have Curtis Jones and you're still gonna have Tiago do you know what I mean so these players will all be there but I like the idea of going in and getting this this lad now especially Toram I think Toram is better maybe better ball player than, than Kone Kone is a bit more rash but I like the look of this fella and I think he could be ideal because as I said, he's not a specialist six. Mm. He can play two positions. So you're not like you're buying him and he's going to be parked in there. You can bring him in different games, different scenarios, different positions. But if you're putting him into your team and let's say we get the other fella who's over six foot as well, Coney, you're looking at height, height, height. And if you remember back, obviously we haven't had a tall midfield fabinho's tall enough henderson's actually taller than you'd expect but you think back to the Didi hamans and the momos the sokos and all that we were a big team back then and maybe liverpool are looking to just add physicality and height into the midfield and i just think this fella will be a i just think he would be a great addition if we can get him in the door because again what you see currently may not be what jordan klopp says and mm. you could see something totally different. He may never play in the sixth for Liverpool. He may never play in the eighth for Liverpool. You just have to wait and see. But he's the type of player that I'd love to see coming in the door. And while you're not going, again, we'll have back to Joe Bellingham. I'm not getting to Joe Bellingham, which we all talk. We were all heartbroken about that. I'd rather see us doing this than spending, let's say, 65, 70 million on Mason Milton. I or much sales. Yeah, well, that would be ridiculous. This yeah. type of player, you know what I mean. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm, if these
0: go through, I'll be happy with that. Yeah. Um, a couple of things on him. Uh, Chris Brack says we are linked to Torram when he was leaving Monaco. Pasio says he wanted him last year. Toram would be a very good sign. Don't think he's missed a game or injury yet either. John says if we don't get Toram, he will look on. Uh, we will look on regret the way we looked at Camavinga. Uh, this guy is that kind of player. I think he's more talented than Camavinga. Well, uh, Sam Trandy oh. says if we don't I sign Toram. That. Um, <laughs> well, the, the boys aren't sure uh, Santandi says if we don't sign Toram he will end up being one of those we could have signed him once as we will end yeah, up uh, being yeah. world class now we're not saying for a second that Liverpool are signing both Kefran Toram and Manu Kone they're two players that are being linked and the reason you're probably pushing them all in there together is the vast majority of people are the believe Liverpool need three midfielders if McAllister is one and these two, that makes three some maths for you, but if, if one of them only comes in, you're probably looking at another one coming in and I was worried about the home ground stuff, Shani was making the point that look, they don't even have to be registered at the age or I'm not too sure about Kevin Toran because he's 22 but what?
2: He's 22 maybe yeah, yeah, he so no, you, Coney won't
0: yeah, so you probably you probably need to do something there but look, Shani, before we go on to Manu Kone, oh sorry by the way if you're here, and there's loads of you here by the way um, hit the like button it takes a second. Subscribe if you haven't subscribed already. Do so. It's gonna be a really fun summer, and um, doing this and all the other stuff that we do during the summer. And hit the be- hit the bell icon. And as soon as we're going live, you'll know about it. kefran Kefren, Toram, um, would he be your first choice over Manu County That's me opening gambit.
2: Yeah, yeah, but well, he would the only because I've not seen much of County To be honest with you. I'm going to be completely frank with you, I just tell you the truth. The only reason I I kept an eye on Toram is because last year in FIFA he got a special card, <laughs> it was fucking unbelievable. Okay. And I remember thinking I must have a look at this young player. So whenever these, nice, whenever I was dabbling around doing all and the French league was on or they were playing in Europe, I'd have a look, and fuck me, I was thinking like right, this kid looks. To have it all he, he's he's a freak of a player where he shouldn't move like that at, at six foot four but get away from the names the big thing for me with these two that being pro is the attributes they have and the type of players they are and i was thinking to myself why why are liverpool looking at the likes of mountain and my house and players who? Are, and i'm thinking Boy, fucking hell, this is exactly the type of... We need physicality. That's, well, Genie, uh, Fabinho and and Hendo were physical. They ran all over teams. They went, all right, not the most technical, (coughs) not Xabi or or esters of this world, but they ran all over teams. They suffocated it. They were all able to carry the ball in their own way. They were good enough with the ball where they provided the, the attacking tree. And that's exactly what these two lads can do. Now, I've not seen much of Kone. I, 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 I couldn't turn around and say he's fucking brilliant, but he's highly touted. Much like Toramp, highly touted. Now, it's a, it's a is it a case if it's one or the other? I'm thinking, right, get one of them and then you can probably really look at another sort of midfielder. But if I get both of them, I think again, like what I said earlier, they complement the players you already have there. And you wouldn't, like, I think if you have a midfield, right, say you have a midfield eight next year of Hendo, Fabinho, Thiago, McAllister, Curtis Jones, Toram, Kone, I think there's plenty of combinations there where you can negate a season where you're football and not Champions League football. And, and it's a perfect time to... Blow these lads in because I think you, there's more than enough combinations to be made there. Look, don't be put off the fact I said ahead on Thiago. You need to think, think they will be more effective as squad players who are you sparing sparingly next year yeah, if we do the required business. All right, and and that's just that's just fact. If they use less, they're gonna be better. They're gonna be better for us when they are able to play. And that's just that because they'll have more in the legs and they just won't be rel- relied upon. We've relied upon Hendo way too much. We relied upon Thiago way too much, and he kept breaking down. But if they can be used sparingly, they're perfect squad players for the time being. And I just think with Europa League next year, gives club the opportunity to kind of mismatch a little bit. And he, he'll he use that as a platform to be blooding these type of players in. So it makes complete sense to me. I'm just delighted with the type of player we're being linked to. I think that's exactly what we need. We need physicality. We need metal and we need steel in the middle. I'm not worried about um, midfielders having to score loads of fucking goals because we won. With a, we won everything with a functional midfield. And I think that's what we need to get back to. And if you have Trent playing in that role as well, don't forget that. He's going to be a chief creator from that position as well. So I think it makes fucking perfect sense. Wherever which one we get, Does more talk on the Coney one. Want- we don't know how close it is.
0: They feel like this could
2: they... be a case. This could be a case where fucking ahead is pissing on your chips this time tomorrow, <laughs> saying that none of them are, are realistically linked. Yeah. Or oh, this could be a case where the yet. fucking trade, the, the trade, am are wrapped up within within fucking four or five days of each other? So I'm really, really, really excited, boy. That the pro again for me, it's the profile and the type of players that they are, and I think they're exactly the type of players that Liverpool need. A lot of physicality with enough quality. And what they'll do is they'll allow Jürgen Klopp to do what he does best. And that's coach and nurture no players like them. And, and take them from being really good prospects to fucking world beers. And I think that's what he does perfectly.
0: It's, sure um, many. We, they, can they... Coin,
2: we can kind of get... We can kind of... This is kind of the, the next... The next raft of them uh being brought in and I'm I'm all I'm all for it. Honestly, I really am. I fucking I'm a big big fan of of these and sorry I seen Tori in the chat Stefan Bacetic, like, again it just lands lends more into the point that there's gonna be plenty of football to go around next year where these lads will not be relied upon. And, and again I said as well if Krop is okay in these type of signings is there, is there even a possibility where Klopp is going, right, I might do an extra year, I do, because that's the whole idea. We're, we're starting again from a position where we're challenging a year or two down the line. Maybe next year it's get back. People won't like hearing this, but he's restarting. He's literally going again with these type of signings. And I'm fucking, it excites me. Genuinely, it does. excite excites me.
0: I think... Like, when you look at these two players, Manu Coney and, and Kefran Thurland, they scored three goals between them last season. They have about s- six or seven assists between them. So they're not goal-scoring midfielders. And, and when people look at midfielders, they think that. But McAllister is a goal-scoring midfielder. You know, he's 10 goals in the league for Brighton last season. You know, that's a decent return for a centre midfielder. Um, and... I know we were saying like people won't don't want to hear this like they come in and they find their, their feet, but I think there's a bit of forward planning in it as well because this midfield thing isn't going to solve itself in the next three months. This thing is going it's going to have to be solved. If not in January, we're going to be back. We're going to be doing this thing in twelve months because Henderson, Thiago, Fabinho in particular are all a year older and another season in the leg. So maybe this is a bit of look. These two will come in and um, with McAllister, and the next year we might have to do the same, but we might have to bring in. Two you know, two McAllister types, and one of a Toram slash Coney type, and um, we're just doing it this way around this time. Um, you know, people talk about Liverpool and the goal scoring thing is a big thing, but when Liverpool were at their best, their midfielders didn't score an awful lot of goals. But what they done was, they didn't give the opposition a fucking minute. They didn't. Um, they they allowed fullbacks and etc. to. Do what he wanted, which in turn gave our, our strikers a huge amount of option to do things. And, that, and going back just to Darwin Nunes, you mentioned earlier, I think Darwin Nunes suffered in this season because he was put out left to do a job. And when he was put up front, we were just, teams were just camping and saying, Here, do you know what? We just win it against you because we know if we win the ball, we're going to hurt you. Whereas I think teams have to be a little bit more trying to be in Liverpool's face if Liverpool turn up physical, you know, physically and I think Darwin Nunes will, will benefit off the back of that so there's so many knock-ons involved in, in, in what you're trying to do with different signings and the way you want to play and stuff like that the goals are not too worried about now you will get people going oh you know but look, this team scores goals listen nobody could live with Liverpool when they decided to play like that like they just no one could live with them right unless you were cheating at football and the non cheating people could not live with Liverpool. So there's no problem going back to what we were great at. Like we we'd love to go back last season and be back to what we were great at, wouldn't we? We don't need to you know, we don't need to reinvent the wheel here. I don't think Club will look to reinvent the wheel, but he'll definitely look to bring players in that, yeah, can affect it going forward. But overall Liverpool will not be bullied next season. I think I would say that's Klopp's exactly. main reason. We are not going to be bullied and we are not going to be fucking outrun by anybody next season. And if they, Liverpool yes. do that, they have the quality from back to front to absolutely hurt you. Um, Keith. But if you
1: look, before we move off that, if you look at these types of players right, that can run and run, Shani touched on Trent in the midfield, and I, that's not going away. Do you know what I mean? That's only going one direction. Like Trent isn't going to be shunted back as a right-back, and, and that's it. We tried it. Good luck. So we knew you said it all the time, Gav. When you watched Henderson in the, in the flesh that you don't see on the camera, the work he done to cover fullbacks, especially Trent, to allow him to play mm. when we were successful, it was very unheralded. It's nearly like it's a one-man job for Canate now at the moment to cover for Trent. When he's playing in there, Canate's doing all the covering on that side. So if you have a midfielder in there, even one midfielder in there that can run with power, that'll free Trent up an awful lot as well. But it's not even
0: that. The, the thing for me is running with power is fine. But Liverpool's major problem last season was not picking up second balls, not winning. Like Jono says there, it actually hurts me head reading the stat that we were dead last in duels one last season. Uh, 47% of our duels we won because we had no legs in midfield. It, it was legs, but it was it was yeah. actually just snapping into things. Liverpool will run up and down the pitch, but if you watch Liverpool at like their best, they went into your half and they went, listen, the only way you are getting that ball to within 50 yards of our goal is hitting some optimistic sort of pass because we're going to be all over you. Teams didn't have to do that. To see, didn't have to do that. What they done was, they won it, they looked and went, I'm just going to drift past this one fella and then three of mates will join me and there'll be four of us running on four and these are all over the place. And that's where Liverpool need to get to, where we actually turn the game into a game of football in their half. And if it's going into their half, it's because some fella's panicking and launching it, not running down the middle of the fucking pitch. Right? And I know we again with the running with power, but overall, it's about snuffing it out at source, whether that's your front three pressing or your midfield winning it. Fabinho used to do it excellently. I don't think Henderson has the legs to do it anymore. That's just me personally. But I think Henderson falls into that Milner role, as they would call it, going into next season. I'm not saying he can't play for Liverpool, but the amount of minutes he should play for Liverpool should be reduced and should be around James Milner levels of last season, who still made 30-plus appearances, I think. You um, many tell- games like that.
2: That was too many years. <coughs> yeah,
0: yeah, but but that's this is a thirty two year old as opposed to a twenty seven year old, so I yeah, don't but, mind 30 appearances when they're in the right kind of context. Keith, Manu Kone, we know fuck all about him. He had a special card. Or, or don't he, he didn't have a special card to so me and Shani are fucking interested. But come here, tell us about him.
1: He's been linked, well, you know, on the on social media for a <laughs> long time to Liverpool Manu Kone, and he was, came from Toulouse and goes to Munch and Gladbach and I remember at the time people were like um remember when was a red board bought into Liverpool and your man Jerry Carnival he owns Toulouse I think and they're like why are we not getting him from there where are we missing out on this and he's a player that I've kept an eye on now people in the chat will correct me on this I've I've seen a bit of him I've seen more of him than I have seen of of Toram and he reminds me of Nabi Keita in the sense that
0: Jesus stop the <laughs>
1: He's he's a good ball carrier. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Nabi Keita, off, Kate will it. was excellent. They are annoying me now.
2: The press <laughs> I don't even want them
1: now. <laughs> the press that Kate used to do when he was good, when Kate was Stop was saying his so... fucking name. <laughs> When number eight was good, fit him for him. Eight, And he was, he was doing well for us. That's even worse, <laughs> yeah, that was for me on the number eight, that one. Certain midfield players that live uphill, he reminds me of them when it's, um, you know, he's a good ball carrier. He, he, but he's very, very rash and he's very, very raw. And we were talking beforehand, Gav, about the yellow cards.
0: 12 bookings.
1: So, yeah, a lot of bookings. Um, He's he's a good player. He's he's a he's a project, I think, more so I think I think Thorarm would be a more ready to go player.
2: Keith is <laughs> doing everything he can now not to reference Navy Keita. and his head is
1: fried. Look at him <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I'm like, eh, geez, I better not talk about him. <laughs> he played he made
0: 30 appearances in the Bundesliga last season, one goal, one assist, twelve bookings though. And um, but he's he's again he's twenty he's twenty two. Um but again, twenty two means he would have to be registered. Uh so it'll be interesting. I you know, there's there's gonna have to be a homegrown something going on here. Uh he hates Antwengo. all the panels, says go, <laughs> Yeah. There, you can join Mike, he, he fucking despises me. He hates Keith now as well. Sorry, go on, Keith. <laughs> Tell us about Manu Coney. Do you want to start again? No, no, I like
1: him. No, I like <laughs> yeah. him. I think he's a good player, but he is a bit more um he's a bit more rash. He reminds me of someone and uh, not that one. A different <laughs> <size>. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it that kept getting? Thiago, right? Thiago, remember, he kept getting yes bookings and all that. Uh, like the five
0: minutes up. into every game. Yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. And even by Cetic as well, when he came into the team, was he up yellow cards like they were going out of fashion. I think if you bring in a Kone, um, they have to work on that. You know, just the timing of tackles and things like that because he could be a fucking yellow card machine at the fourth season. Do you know what i mean and that's the worry that you don't the only worry it's not even a worry because i think you get that them. but i think torram is probably more ready to rock than than kone would be but if we got one or the other and we got kone it's a fucking great bit of business because anyone who watches bundesliga and watched any munching gladback games someone's sorry someone's saying there um g10 kone outplayed bellingham last october He's played brilliant in any of the big games I've seen. You know, he's going up against these lads and and he's absolutely fucking excellent. You don't watch him all the time. Can he do it on a wet night in Stoke? I'd imagine he can. I haven't seen proof of that, but I'd imagine he can. He seems ready, again, like Toram, he's ready for that next step. He's ready to take that leap. And again, i just come back to the profile of player. This is the profile of player we should be all over. He's a young kid he's gone in he's doing well in the top league. you know people might think the Bundesliga is you but it is one of the top five leagues. he's performed well there and I think he's ready to make that jump again and I think it would be a great bit of business for Liverpool to get him in again six foot one six foot two is he six foot one tall enough fella but physical um yeah would be all over him and he's brilliant as well
0: um look
1: He's
0: not I'm sure i I'm sure I'm sure yeah. when we I'm sure when we're doing this show next weekend, if Coney and Um Tourham are still being linked or signed or whatever it might be, McAllister, we'll have to have a sit down and have a look around the homegrown thing. Um I know we're losing. We've lost Oxlade Chamberlain. We've lost um Milner. Milner off that. But I think Curtis Jones comes in and replaces one of them was, as homegrown yeah. now. So he can be named in there. And I'm sure Liverpool like, it's not like Liverpool are just gone to around and go, Oh, we forgot all about that um we don't know if liverpool gonna sign one two or three of these players the chances are if you're a betting man or a non-betting betting man geek as yeah. you like to call yourself um two of them is probably more likely than three um but i'm sure look do here's some homework for the viewers we'll probably do this show at some stage next week maybe monday or tuesday maybe um can someone have the list for homegrown and non-homegrown ready for us and um, when we come back next week um what are you laughing at, Johnny, before we <laughs> go? Henry
2: what about Speed on me keeping
0: a month? Oh yeah, can we give him a mention? Um yeah. this is the this is the centre back from Wolfsburg, and of course our new sporting director that's taken I think it's an internship he's fucking taken <laughs> at Liverpool for three months. Um he's on a J one. Um obviously he's he has this Wolfsburg links and stuff as well. Um The only concern I see about this centre back is the factory six foot four and can't win a header. Um, yeah, but, but I'm should. okay with that. Yeah. He's I'm should. okay. Is he? Ah,
2: he has to be. He has to be. Sure.
1: <laughs> he has to be. <laughs> Six foot four,
2: four and can't handle it. Yeah, he like he's just like, mad fast. Get the fuck. So same Yeah. So anyway, uh, he the, he's
0: been. It's just a video being, of him like, running really fast. That's the only one I've seen. Haven't seen him do yeah. anything else.
2: Has he? Has he? Has he been capped for uh, Holland yet? Having a clue. I don't
0: think so. Having a clue about him. But his he name popped. His the name only popped clip i have only
1: seen is the little fast one when he's down, I'm still not convinced that's in normal speed.
0: Um a minute. Yeah. But look, he has been linked, but we come on this week to do to, to do midfielder because there that's where it is at the minute. Um and we've kind of covered that well, I think. Um
1: Yeah. It's I think seven we are. Dutch under 21 caps.
0: Yeah. Ali A says hey, we are getting three. I, I I don't disagree, Ali, that we are getting three. I just think um it mightn't be the three we've discussed tonight. Although the lads seem absolutely absolutely alright with that. Um but like like we said, if we can get player, more players that can cover ground and press a bit better and not be bullied, um and bullied in the bullied in the way that they're just being overrun, um, we'll be absolutely fine because, like I said, we're scoring enough goals. A couple of people in the chat were mentioned there. Um, still worry about Virgil Van Dijk. I, I'll make a solemn promise to you yeah. if Liverpool get midfielders that can function, press, win balls back, Virgil Van Dijk will be absolutely fine. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter who you had at centre back for I'm Liverpool last Mr. season. I'm ben, by
2: the way. If I don't know, I. I haven't seen, I, the only, I've only seen that clip on running real fast. Is he, is he? just things that a fucking Milan, Jovanovic you know, to me where videos <laughs> you look at that video. But come here, would he, uh, would Mark you, Lazar <laughs> have, you faith, uh, have you less so faith, have you less faith in him, in
0: Shani, him. than you have in, um, in Dick and Me Bollocks? i actually you... sign in Dick ahead of him. In Bollocks before him. And wouldn't be a bad
2: sign in right. And the funny
1: it's...
0: thing, uh, Dick,
2: uh, in Dick and Mickey, there's, there's a reference, you yeah. know, there's all sorts going on
0: there. Um, loads
2: it loads are thrown in that uh in cape show, he
0: he'll be one now. Carwell is that one, yeah. but of course, Chelsea have right. torn down a bit of twenty million pounds for Levi Caldwell. Um, yeah, uh, um, let me see what else have we got. Um, Gaz says, have a look at the fastest players in the Bundesliga, he might be up there actually. Um, but look, we've covered loads there, we've gone through. Um, Arsenal, we've talked loads. Mason Mount, we've talked Liverpool. We've done loads in an hour and eight minutes or so that we've been on. Um, the link is in the description for our charity. And if you want to donate, you can do in there. If you can't donate, take the link, share it amongst your family, your friends, your colleagues. Our golf day is fast approaching. I put it on social media earlier. We four slots left for sponsorship. If anyone wants to take them up, a hundred euro each. For you. you can put your own name on it. You can put your company name on it. You can simply put a message on it wherever you like. It's a hundred euro each um so lfc at gmail.com if you want to help us fill all of that we're all money going towards breast cancer research um i think that's about it um if you want to if you want to donate prizes or donate us money and we'll buy the prizes for you for the raffle that will go on that day and um yeah lfc gmail at gmail.com do that as well and you know what like honestly a lot of work goes into the golf day um setting it up getting it ready but every sponsorship we get every prize we get now however no matter how big or small is huge because it's another prize we can put on the list for the raffle and when you know yourself the more prize you put on few drinks inside people they start lashing out you know they think they're in a casino they throw money at you and it m- makes a massive difference the raffle on the night because when people put their hand in their pocket it brings up the toll massively so that's why we're looking for prizes or money and we'll buy the prizes or the sponsorship because it's huge. It's absolutely huge for this. And we were hoping to come out of the back of this golf day fifteen thousand euros up on the twenty thousand euro target. And we'll definitely get those um twelve women that are running the double marathon to their target before they do it in October. Um G10 says, Thank lads, great show again. Emma cavlin says, Great show, lads. Uh Saskboy says great show, gentlemen. Well done, chat. As per usual, all opinion shared tonight are 100 percent fact. Saskway, of course. Um is Matt from Canada. He's in the telegram group and he's the head of transfer. So every time anyone is linked, he's the one that changes the fucking profile picture in on the group and um, to whatever player that might be. So that's what he's head of at the moment. Um Shawnee, anything else before we go? No, all good.
2: Enjoyed good. that. Good, um, I did too. Yeah, it was a bit of crack. What mm. a
0: apart, shit. apart from when fucking Keith started talking about your man. I'm um, already missing.
1: Keith, anything else before we go? No, I enjoyed that. Yeah, it was good. Like I said, the, the transfer stuff pisses me off at the moment, not just on like, Twitter, even Sky Sports, I believe, and clickbait. But when you just sit down have a chat and go through these lads and what Liverpool need and what they want, that's that's what I enjoy doing. You know, we don't do this for clicks and, you know, no sensational shit on that, you know mm. what I mean? Like, we just come in and have a chat. So I love doing these shows and I enjoy that totally too. Brilliant. Well
0: done, lads. Warwick, Good. Eh? Um, what day is today? Thursday.
1: Thursday,
0: yeah. Thursday. We'll be back on Sunday with the fat Pack four. Um, haven't broken to Sean yet. What well, we might be doing on so- Sunday night? Um, but I will at some stage because he fucking hates me, so I have to pick my spot when I want to say that to him. And um, we will be back next ah. week. Um, as well, with more transfer stuff, a quiz or a draft thrown in there. I know Kev and Chris want to look back on the, on the year we won the league. Um, and go through it in blocks and different games different players different goals and keep you going throughout the summer with that as well so we will bring it as much as we possibly can um, throughout the summer if you have any show ideas let us know through social media whether it's our own personal ones or or the day trippers ones or in the telegram group and we try to put them together as well and wherever we can to keep you going on four or five whatever shows a week we promise we will do that throughout the summer that has been no transfer knowledge that has been the night where Keith has like, literally taken my place as being despised by Shiny for mentioning Nabby Katie. Talk to you in a bit. Over and out.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.